Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. This is Chris. We're using a different microphone today. I hope it's all okay for you. Uh, here we are on the beach. Um, the rain's back. <laughs> we had two days of sunshine and here we are. Oh, what's the role of sentimentality in our lives? Well, I sort of think we overcook it a little bit, but you know, it's a human condition. It's a human trait. And what do we know from inner wealth? We know every human has every trait, don't we? Um, we know that what you judge in others, you judge in yourself. What you admire in others, you admire in yourself. And that causes friendships. And so we spend a lot of time looking for like-mindedness in self and other. What we think is good, we attracted to. What we think is bad, we don't. Uh, we are repelled from. So uh, we're attracted and repelled from ourselves because every human has every trait. You can't love one person and hate another. You can't hate one person and love another. Every quality that's in the person you hate is in the person you love. And every person you love is, has the quality of every person you hate. So the whole concept of identity and personality and the whole concept of good, good sides and bad sides just really leverages the like and dislike uh, uh, condition, which is pretty low consciousness when you think about it, because it's really like and dislike is another word for fight and flight. So, which is as primal as it gets. So, what's the role of sentimentality in our lives? Well, yesterday I said goodbye to something I love. Well, I, I said goodbye to a few things, but let's talk about the first one first, and that's my car. I uh, was given this car for free. It's a BMW, beautiful car. One of the most, look, I've owned Porsches and Range Rovers and goodness knows what, but the, the BM is probably one of my favorite cars I've ever had. Not just because it was free, um, because there's no such thing as free lunch, as you know, and I spent quite a few thousand dollars keeping the car alive, replacing things that aged. And uh, yeah, it was uh, an interesting journey owning a German car in Bondi Beach because some of the things that were happening to it here were not uh, necessarily what the German engineers were thinking were gonna happen to a car 20 years later. Anyway, what I was saying, it's a beautiful car. Um, uh, the guy that gave it to me owns, uh, is the brother of my friend and he's a car dealer in Adelaide and she was giving it back to him because she'd, she'd owned it for a bunch of years and she was trading it in for another one and he said I don't want to trade in to his sister and he, she said, he said you might as well just give it away and I said I'll take it and um, he said what was interesting is that it's, he, he, in his experience, this was the last BMW. So it was a 2002, I think, BMW. And after 2002, the quality went down to such an extent that it raised the value of the 2002 uh, BMW higher <laughs> than the 2003. I, I'm, I mean, I'm not into the whole thing, but I've never driven a 2008 or 2020 BMW. I'm pretty sure the whole story is different now. 
but in that era and that model of car they did something the following year uh, that wasn't better than what they'd had I don't know why I'm talking about all this it's a bit of blah blah but anyway sentimentality means yesterday I said goodbye to the car and uh, you know I thanked it for five years of safety five years of gorgeous driving up and down highways and uh, at a hundred and something kilometers an hour for just reliability and for its friendship and you know I, I do believe things have energy and this car had a beautiful beautiful energy about it it was it just never let me down <clears throat> for all those thousands and thousands of kilometers I drove up to Queensland to Noosa down to Melbourne um, across to Adelaide a few times so wow and around Sydney of course it served us well so goodbye car um, I don't know what happens in the great graveyard of cars uh, I left it with the with the workshop um, in the next couple of days I'll get the number plates off once it's on a truck and uh, it will be taken to the cemetery I assume what's the role of sentimentality well I think sentimentality has some strange components to it. One is it, it shows a dire appreciation for something. And, you know, that's really, really, really cool. So if, it, if sentimentality means gratitude or appreciation, I think it's fantastic. If sentimentality comes with a tone of sadness, I think that may show a sign of um, lack of foresight because <clears throat> nothing's missing, just changes in form. So my new form of BMW is my partner's car, Uber, um, and rent a car, and car next door, and go get, and all the other options, riding the bike, electric bike, motor scooter, so all the other options that lay there before me, if I'm sentimental sadness, it just means I haven't looked really smartly at the future of what is the new form of my old BMW. I might be looking at the darker side of the future, which is, you know, shitty rent cars or uh, COVID Ubers or uh, public transport or whatever it is. I might be looking at the shitty side of it rather than the good side which is you know renting any car that i'd love to have uh, go get meaning i've got a parking spot in my neighborhood every time i want to put it back um, don't have to worry about insurance so um, when sentimentality is sadness i think that's an attachment to the past and it's a lack of foresight into the future and foresight into the future really is what keeps us happy happiness comes not from the present moment because that's sugar and sweets and all things nice happiness comes from knowing what you're doing in the moment will build what you want in the future that's happiness so foresight and future seeing becomes a key ingredient of personal happiness and personal happiness is pretty damn important as you all know I think it's one of the three ingredients of success for me success means achievement 
happiness and fulfillment. And I would say achievement, happiness, fulfillment in all seven areas of life. And that's the, the trick. Achievement, happiness, fulfillment in all seven areas of life. And one of the keys to that is understanding nothing's ever missing, just changes in form, which is a universal law, the five universal laws that we work on over and over again. Nature seeks the balance in all things. Everything evolves at the border of chaos and order. So don't expect peace. Um, the abundance law, which I've just described, nothing's ever missing, just changes in form. The next law is the law of harmony. Everything vibrates according to its kind. So human beings, as you know, can change the vibration of their of atoms, molecules, and subatomic particles deliberately by simply thought, which is the success formula we're working on right now. And of course, the law of hierarchy, which means everything's hierarchical. It evolves and everything in the planet is evolving towards doing things greater in consciousness, less in number. So there it is, the five universal laws, all evolving out of sentimentality for the old BMW. Thank you, BMW, for giving us the story on Bondi Beach this morning. Um, not going for a swim, still looks a bit pooey out there. I'll leave it to the brave. Bye for now.